Hi, this is Mike Mignola. Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man. Hi, I'm Tony Moore. Hi, this is Kerry Nord. This is Ryan Stegman, and you're listening to An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon. An Elegant Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An Elegant Weapon for the more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 197. Happy free comic book day, everybody. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, and yes, today is Saturday, May 7th, 2016. Free comic book day. Fun times indeed. And how nice that uh, it coincides the day after with the release of Captain America Civil War. I'm sure you've all seen it. I hope you have. Like good little fanboys and girls. I took the boy last night. We had a fantastic time. Ant-Man has a moment. Any of you who've seen it, I know you know the moment I'm referring to. And my kid lost his shit. Oh, it was it was unbelievable to see. It was it was joy in his eyes, and it was a pleasure. So thank you, Marvel. Uh, it's the usual Marvel formula, which we all know is so perfectly constructed, it will never fail. But this was taken to the extreme. Uh, this this definitely leveled things up. Uh, but free comic book day, of course. I went down to my LCS, which is the wonderful Altered States Comics in beautiful Clarkson, Ontario, Canada, Mississauga, the L5J. It's my LCS, along with Mr. Ty Templeton and someone I spoke to there, Mr. Adam Gorham, uh, artist on The Violent. Uh, really, really cool book. You all have to check out if you haven't yet. Uh, I've been wanting to get Adam on the show for a while. He's a fixture in the Toronto community. People have nothing but wonderful things to say about Adam. I've chatted with him very briefly at one or two cons, just like a, hey, how's it going? Uh, but when I walked in and uh, sat down with him here, we had a genuine podcast and conversation. Uh, so I got some cool free books. Uh, I got March by John Lewis, a civil rights uh, fellow. Uh, it's a very cool civil rights book. I'm going to enjoy looking through that. Something called Love and Rockets, uh, Civil War Two. Uh, I'm looking forward to reading this Archie by Mark Wade and Fiona Staples. Not because it's Archie, but because it's by Mark Wade and Fiona Staples. What else? We got a Serenity comic featuring Hellboy and Aliens. Uh, that's fun indeed. Uh, and Doctor Who. Uh, four Doctors for stunning new stories, the 9th through the 12th. Uh, indeed. I look forward to reading that. And also, uh, issue zero, Bruce Lee, The Dragon Rises. What the hell is this all about? I can't wait to find out. So I'm going to read those in a bit. Also, it was very cool to see on the shelves and in my pull list because I picked that up indeed. By the way, kids, leave ducats behind. The whole point of Free Comic Book Day is for the industry, is to encourage the industry, is to promote the industry. So if you're not leaving a few loonies and toonies or uh, greenbacks behind, uh, the whole thing has no purpose. So support local artists, support the big artists, just support your brick-and-mortar shops. We need them. Uh, we're particularly spoiled in the southern Ontario region here. We got uh, many amazing, wonderful comic book shops all over the place. I can think of like five within a half-hour drive of me. Um, and I know a lot of other places, especially down uh, in states lands there, they're not as lucky. 
So support, support, and let's keep this thing going uh, and enjoy your free comic books, kids. I sat down uh, with two artists who are at the shop. One of them is, in fact, the artist in residency for Altered States Comics. Her name is Stephanie Line. You can find her there every Wednesday afternoon, uh, new comic book day, as you will hear. And I finally get to sit down with Mr. Adam Gorham, finally get to get him on the show. He was just as nice and awesome as everybody said. Uh, we've had a very pleasant conversation. So uh, here's a Saturday special for you. Uh, we still got a new one coming. That doesn't mean that we're not bringing you an episode on Monday. Something very special for you on Monday. In fact, it's our lead-in to Motor City Comic Con 2016, which is next week. Uh, me and the lovely wife will be heading down Thursday evening. Uh, very, very honored to be a guest, in fact, at this year's Motor City. It's my thir- third year there, and to be a guest, uh, it's a huge honor and a huge pleasure. So if you're in Michigan, please come make some pod with me at Motor City Comic Con. But yes, as I said, this Monday, two days henceforth from this time that you hear me speaketh now, Mr. Dirk Manning will be joining me to lead into the wonder that is Motor City Comic Con. We're going to talk about many dark and wonderful things. Uh, Tales of Mystery Kickstarter, of course, uh, just had a legendary conclusion. We're going to talk lots about that. But for now, please enjoy this free comic book day special with uh, Stephanie Lyon and Mr. Adam Gorham. Hey, kids, here we are. Free comic book day at beautiful altered states and beautiful Clarkson, Ontario, Canada, 1701 Lakeshore Road West. You should all be here if you're not. You're foolish because Stephanie... Line. Line, sorry. <laughs> Stephanie Line is here. It's wonderful to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Local artist, tell me your story. Uh, well, I've always been an artist. I've drawn since I could pick up a pencil, and it's only been in recent years that I've taken up an interest in drawing comics and uh, being a full time artist again. Right. And on. it's uh, just been recently as well that, like, just within the last year, since February, I registered my own art business. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and I'm coloring comics and working on comics full-time as my job now. Right? You're just diving in, eh? You're mm-hmm. taking the plunge. I mm-hmm. always admire that. That's a big risk to take. You know? But sometimes you got to do it that way, right? You gotta, yeah. You know, but you're very lucky to be picking it up in an area like this. We were just chatting about, you know, which a creative, artist-rich area that we live in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're uh, an alumni of the Ty Templeton Boot Camp. Yes, I am. What was that experience like? Oh, it was amazing. I, I took all his classes, and I'm waiting for more. Yeah, yeah. He's supposed to have a backgrounds class coming up, and when he signs and he has that coming out, sign me up first. Right, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's an amazing opportunity that he does that. I mean, not only is there you know amazing artists of all calibers and levels to learn from in like the GTA in Ontario, but the fact that they actually will put on schools and camps, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a really cool opportunity. So tell me about your work then, uh, Strays. Strays is a comic that I've been working on since one of Ty's classes. I took the writing class with him. And we were supposed to write romantic comedies, so I wrote one with a twist, where instead of a romantic interest with a human, it's a platonic love with a dog. That's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's about a teen girl who comes out to her parents, and it doesn't go well. And after she's kicked out of her home, on her way to her girlfriend's house, someone throws a dog out of a window, and the dog lands right on her head. 
which is good for the dog, bad for her, because she doesn't even like dogs and she's having the worst day of her life. Right. But in true dog form, the dog decides, I just met you and I love you. Aww. Yeah, and he follows Sweet her. Story. Yeah. And you're, you said it was going to coincide to come out with Pride? Then? Yes. That's fantastic. Yes. It'll be know. all printed and ready to go by Pride. It should be in stores by Pride. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, about 10 stores ready to pick up the story. Very cool. That's another way we're lucky with the shops that mm-hmm. we have in the area. You know, I talk to some friends in different places. I got a friend in uh, Idaho. He has to drive 45 minutes just to get to this one comic shop, and I think it might even be out of state. Oh, no. And I hear these stories, and, you know, it makes you realize how lucky we are to have shops. Like, I can name, like, five within a 20-minute drive mm-hmm. of here, you know? Sure. You know, but have you always been an altered states kid? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I've been coming here since here. I was 13 years old. Oh, wow. Well, I've only lived here since 2007. Okay. And this has been the number one comic stop for me. Where'd you come from? Thunder Bay. Oh, yeah? Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know Manitowash? I know of it. It's uh, my aunt and uncle. My cousins live up there. I think it's like a couple hours north of Thunder Bay or mm-hmm. something, but mm-hmm. they just love it. But, uh, what what, what kind of you know, influence is there to get into art and stuff up growing up in a community like Thunder Bay? Well, that's the thing. I was born in Thunder Bay, and I moved down here, and then I went back to Thunder Bay. So okay, I've had a okay. lot of backgrounds and experiences to go by. Right on. That's super fun. You know? I, I love the fact that uh, this is like, you know, it's kind of a classic old school shop. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, 26 years now, just these two brothers have been running things. And, I mean, they've been in, I think, five locations just within this, like, little five-minute area. You know? That's and crazy. From the fire. Yeah, I've heard about the fire. A lot of drama's going on, you know, but they keep on plugging away. And it's, uh, I guess when you've been doing it 26 years, you kind of know what to order, you know your clients. Yes, you, you know, do. Your and you have your, your loyal customer base as well. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. So uh, you're also here at the shop every Wednesday? Yes, I am. I'm the artist in residence, and I come for free comic, uh, sorry, new comic book day. Uh, from 11 till about 2.30. Fantastic. That's super fun. And uh, anything else going on you want to talk about? You want to uh, Well, Toronto Comics Volume 3 is coming out. Oh, you got something in the Toronto Comics? Yes, I've okay. actually I've been in all three volumes of Toronto Comics. Have you? Okay, yes. that's exciting. And Volume 3 is debuting at TCAP this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a one-page story that I both wrote and drew okay. called Then and Now. Okay. And it's about moving from a small town like Thunder Bay to the big city. Okay, that's very cool. For anybody mm-hmm. out there who doesn't know the Toronto Comics Anthology, which we've talked a lot about on this show. Uh, a couple episodes ago, I had Andrew Stevenson, uh, Aaron, and uh, Aaron Allison. Feldman and Allison O'Toole. Yeah, and uh, we did a nice chat downtown. It was very exciting. And uh, where was I going with that? Oh, I was going somewhere with that. But it's a, it's a, oh yeah, it's not just Toronto artists, but it's stories about Toronto yes. and about the area, which mm-hmm. is one of the, you know, lots of places have anthologies, but they don't really focus on the city they're from. Mm-hmm. So that's a really cool thing. You've done all three issues. I've done all three issues. Yeah. And really I've cool. also done the Canadiana Volume Two. Okay, that's very neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've, I've done. I've had five publications under my belt now. Very cool. Very cool. I've had a few people who are going to be in the anthology on the show. You know, are you familiar with Dave Bishop? Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's a longtime friend of the show and uh, mm-hmm. the Black Hole Hunters Club boys. Okay. You know, Ricky and Shane, all them Stadium Comics kids up from Brampton, the mm-hmm. Brampton crew and mm-hmm. stuff. So there's an incredible amount of talent involved in that book. You must be proud to I count am. yourself amongst them. You know. Yes. You know, it's <laughs> very cool. Uh, Aisha Han, uh-huh. uh, he had the Pints and Pages yep. earlier this year. That was a really fun event. I hope he does. Were you there? Did you get by? I wasn't or? there, but actually Aisha Han is uh, donating a piece for my Kickstarter. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I have tell. a number of artists who are donating 
um, or at least lowering prices for commissions sure, yeah. for uh, original art for my Kickstarter okay. for rewards. Very cool. So Aishay Han, uh, his reward level is $80, and he will do a picture, um, just about like a... A bus shot of any character you want. Okay, right on. And yeah. then, in addition to that, you get the copy of Strays, the prints, the buttons. Okay, so is the Kickstarter on now? Or no, the Kickstarter okay, is that start? later this month. Later this month. Yep. Okay, and what is that going to be entitled under? Do you know yet? Or uh, what do you mean? Like, is it just going to be Strays? Or oh, so it should be Strays. Straight up Strays. Sometimes yep. people put their name or just little, no, no, it'll know. be Strays, so it's easy to find. Okay, very cool. Well, you have to come back on the show when the Kickstarter comes out. Of course. We can do like a full hour proper sit down, get to know you type thing. That'd be and, awesome. Uh, you know, it's a little easier when we're not in the middle of a comic shop yes. and such. Yes, and free uh, comic book day, that. Yeah, but, but <laughs> he's Shay's a fantastic artist. I mean, I love He's got a very flashy style to what he does. His, uh, his colors are very vibrant. And yes. pops, and uh, he's a great dude. Hey, well, he put on that Pints and Pages event. And I got to talk to lots of cool people I hadn't had a chance to meet yet, like Mike Ruth. Oh, I love Mike Ruth. And, he know. actually might be just doing something as well for the Kickstarter. Oh, if, he, if he isn't too busy, he'll he's be doing a piece. The stuff he's been making lately has just been blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I know he lo- he loves his like barbarians and his oh, writings, yes. but he just does them so well. And mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, just bring it on. So good times, uh, Stephanie. It was very nice to chat with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, look out for Strays on Kickstarter. Uh, we'll let you know through the site and through the show. And love to have you back. Thank you. Good times. Yes. Mr. Adam Gorham. Hey. I've been wanting to get you on this show forever, sir. You have me. It's wonderful. And I can't believe I have you here on Free Comic Book Day at my LCS. That's kind of nuts. It's our LCS. It's our LCS, yes. Yeah. And that's uh, that's so super cool. I love this show, man. It's I've been coming here since I was 13. Oh, yeah? And uh, I've been through all their locations, fires and drama and <laughs> this and that, and these guys just never stop, you know? 26 years now, punk rock. Yeah, I remember their old location next to the pizza place. Like, I'd go there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I like this location a little better, I think. It's certainly more spacious. Well, it's still a bit... Uh, oh, yeah, the location's probably the best they've had, for sure. But I remember when I first started coming, and they were, like, a couple stores down, and it was so, like, early 90s, like, punk rock. Like, just, like, chairs in the ba- or couches in the back with skateboard kids reading comics ah. and, you know, playing Pog and stuff. It was ridiculous. That's rad. Yeah, no, but I... They, you know, they never get too flashy. It's, you know, they know their clientele so well now that, you know, it's just such a smooth-running business that... I don't know, I like that they don't have to get all super showy like a lot of the shops you see now not that they're not awesome shops but you know right the tra- shops are trying to be more of an experience now than just a, a comic shop you know what I mean I hear you no, it's a, I like coming here it's a good place yeah good guys and stuff so it looks like you're working on the violent uh, yeah I am um, this is a page from issue 5 which will be the series conclusion um, so, which is out basically when I'm done drawing the issue. <laughs> well, four just came out, didn't it? Or four like just came out, and that was a bit behind as well. Um, but um, yeah, so the trade collecting all issues should be out in the summer. I'm thinking July tentatively. Cool. Why don't you tell the people what the violent is about, so they know what the hell we're talking about? Oh man, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, for those listening, the violent is a crime comic set in Vancouver. Um, Ed Briston, who writes the comic, uh, you know, it's uh, inspired basically from his experience living out west. Um, and so the plot is about uh, a married couple who used to live a life of crime. They're now trying to uh, live a life, a straight life, uh, with their daughter. Um, but uh, you know, old habits pull them back in. <laughs> 
and um, you know they make bad decisions which lead to worse decisions but um, uh, the book itself is also kind of um, you know Ed's love letter to his city and it examines um, you know uh, the real estate crisis that's kind of going on there right now and how that's putting a squeeze on middle and lower class families and um, and so you know which is where we find our two characters our two main characters you know um, so you know you have a situation out there where um, houses are being foreclosed on and people are being pushed out of the city and um, into I guess like rougher areas and like you know um, they're falling on tough times and you know, as a result you're seeing like you know crime rates go up right, right. so that's like something that's happening in our country right now um, is Ed a Vancouver guy? Yeah, he's the Vancouver guy. Yeah, because so it sounds like obviously a pretty personal story. Like that's an in-depth way. You must know your city pretty well to tell a story like that. Yeah, know? yeah, it's something that uh, it's affecting him directly. Like he's just mm-hmm. had to move with his family um, to a different part of BC, uh, just because where they were living, they were like under constant uh, maybe threats too strong a word, but I mean like the possibility of them just like having their house closed to, for a condo to be put up um, was like something that was just imminent basically right right um and he's talked at length about it in different interviews and stuff and it's very compelling and so um you know and i have my own experiences uh from out west that make this book near and dear to me as well so it's definitely a story and subject matter that's close to us um and that we take pretty seriously and we're very passionate about so how'd you guys hook up uh, I've known Ed a little while through um, different uh, creators, um, like you know. So Michael Walsh, who's a good friend of mine. Uh, when I met Michael, he was uh, working with Ed on their first image book, Comeback, uh, which was a really fun crime time travel story. And uh, and so I just you know I met him through people. You know, we knew a lot of the same people. We were doing a lot of the same shows, and we'd be hanging out together afterwards. And so. Um, you know, I guess he had just known me long enough and seen my stuff come along long enough for him to finally write me up and ask if I'd be interested in pitching a book with him. Um, so, you know, when Ed Brisson asks if you want to do a crime comic, it's, it's pretty <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Like, you know, his murder book stuff was pretty prolific. Um, and I just, I, like, I liked him as a storyteller. And at that point in time, I think The Field was coming out, which was another image book of his and um, like I love the field it's right. awesome yeah, another yeah. time travel story um, so yeah I was delighted that he asked yeah, um, yeah. and you know sort of a match made in heaven when you, when you see the book and it's gorgeous like. <laughs> yeah well you know I was kind of nervous a bit because I had never a lot of the stuff that I had geared my art and style towards was more bombastic you know like I guess like superhero driven yeah. material yeah. and um, well that's what the cool thing is about the book when you look at the book it's, it does have that you know that, that style like you just said but it's it's not a superhero book you know? no yeah so I mean what I was nervous about was um, more of the acting I guess within the characters because it's, it's dialogue heavy I mean there's like violence and action but it's sparse and it's usually you know the results of tensions boiling and, and things coming Coming, you know, to a head, right? Sure. Um, and so, you know, I. It's been said that like the, the name of the book, the violence, a bit of a misnomer, and I don't think that's true. But I, like, I think the violence, or sorry, rather, the violence has more of an impact because when it happens, it's you know, it's kind of like there's been a burning fuse that's led to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's also uh, an examination of how, like, sometimes a single violent event has 
just terrible repercussions, right? Wow. So it's not necessarily pulp where, you know, there's like guns and robbers and gangsters and stuff like that. And these, like these are uh, realistic, grounded level uh, characters who find themselves in like realistic, grounded, terrible situations. Right. Um, it sounds like you really focused on the sequentialism of this book, like like drawing out a story. And like, yeah. Like you said, using your characters to yeah, like tell the story. The acting, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had to, you know, it, like I'm trying to carry Ed's dialogue here and the emotions we're trying to convey. And so it's I had to do away with the stoic superhero faces and poses and right, right. and and have had to you know do my best to render people who are like expressing something. Is there a lot of reference for that? A lot of you in a mirror like uh, crying and Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of self reference. My partner I make her uh pose for me as well on the fly, just you know, I'll say like hold this and look sad. Um and yeah, so she's helped me out quite a bit. But um so as far as characters go, it's like all I really have to do is look to myself and uh, but uh, Ed has, uh, has provided tons of reference um, for the city, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of the locations in the book, I, mean, or I think all of the locations in the book are actual locations in Vancouver. Um, in fact, in the first issue, we have our main character, Mason, go into a variety store, which is based on an actual variety store in Vancouver, and photographer... Uh, we have a postcard here. Our photographer went and recreated the actual image. Okay. Um, so this is so this is in Vancouver, and this is somebody who's dressed like our character, um, walking towards a convenience store. And right it's like, on. Kind of blows my mind. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's um you know. I love when people do stuff like that. Like even if it's just promo, but like you know using like a real life guy dressed as the whatever. Like uh, there's a book that came out of uh, Michigan this year called Nora, a Casey Pearson, Sean Seal. Mm-hmm. And she made short video clips with her friends like playing the characters. Oh really? Like, just as like these little preview films. Okay. And it was just a super cool idea, you know? So, yeah, it's yeah. a nice it kind of helps um like, you know, build that world. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like I didn't see it coming and um so I was pretty blown away by it and I think it's really cool and I think um I've had a lot of people from the area uh, contact me over Twitter and whatever just to say that they were thrilled to see you know, a familiar location show up. Well, that's what's fantastic about Toronto Comics Anthology. You oh, yeah. Know, a lot of cities have anthologies, you know, that are great anthologies, but they're not often about the city. Right. You know, the, st- the city's a character itself, you know? So yeah, and so with, yeah, in that series, uh, Toronto's explicitly, like, you know, uh, at use there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, had a fu- I, I did the covers for those. Too. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun, and so I mean, part of the joy of that was... Uh, Andrew, who would uh, contact me, we would just spitball ideas over like where in Toronto we'd want the cover to be set, right. and um, you know, it would just make Toronto seem like this playful, supernatural science fiction place. New one, new oh, it's thank you. That's yeah, that's by far my favorite, and it was a lot of fun to do. Um, and I, uh, I, it was just. There's, there's just so much to play around with, right, and, um, right, right, right. and I took advantage of the opportunity to feature as many like you know local creator characters as I could. Right, um, yeah. So it's sort of a, 
you know, if you look at that background, it's a bit of a wh Where's Waldo situation where you can spot, yeah, like, yeah. this is somebody from here yeah, and so on yeah. and so forth, so. Well, there's a strange thing has been going on in the Toronto community because, I mean, it's such a huge city. Mm. It's There's so much happening. It's kind of hard to, to stick out in such a vast ocean of creativity, right? But there seems to be a, a defining, I'm finding, in the past couple of years of people starting to stick out, you know, there's certain names that are starting to get recognized more often, and I think a lot of it's to do with that anthology, you know, it's building more of a sense of community right. in the city, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've always felt, when, like, when I was coming up, I discovered that there was this community already in place, and, you know, there had been many people who were a part of it for a long time before I ever, you know, reared my head, um... But in, you know, when I finally entered that realm, it felt nice to be a part of. Like you did get a sense where it's like this is an established thing where a lot of people know each other and there's mm -hmm. already a history. And you know, as all you really got to do is participate, and you be, you know, and you become part of it, which is you know pretty neat. So mm -hmm. I mean, like you just got to get your foot in, and dip it into the water, not yeah, like I mean, get it in the door, more just like dip your toe in, and yeah. you'll, you'll see the ripples. And you know, meet the people and yeah, there's no real barrier. To becoming a Toronto creator, you just have to create something, and then yeah, you yeah. put yourself out there. Yeah. And um, you know, it, I find that that world easily embraces you, and that's what's well, wonderful. You find your about little it. crews too, because there are these little. But it, it's also sense to me that these crews are coming together. There's always been this Brampton crew, you know, the Blackpool yeah. Hunter Boys, and all the Stadium Comics kids, and then you got your Oakville, you know, you got HA and you got Andy uh, A, uh, Alternative History Comics, yeah. and Mike Ruth out in Oakville. But it, it's even more more coming together. I don't know why I've been. I don't know. Maybe a lot of it's been me doing the show, right? Because I meet people and I start to hear that. Oh, I know that guy, or I've met that guy. Yeah, and it just seems to be occurring more as I do the show. Show more people seem to know each other more. Yeah, everybody's yeah. everybody's in bed with each other in yeah, the trauma right. scene. Well, um, I mean, look at the levels, right? I mean, I think at one point when the new Fifty Two started, I think we had three of the four main Batman artists living in Ontario. Yeah, you had Faybox Finch and uh, someone else. I'm blanking. But at least Fabok and Finch were here, you know? And then you've got these top tier, Lashley, Templeton, you know, top yep. tier. And then you got, like, you guys. And, you know, you got your Jim Zubs and your Adam Gorms. And there's, like, I don't know, these three distinct tiers to me. But <coughs> there's al they're always passing it on. Like, with Ty's boot camp, and, yeah. you know, everyone I've met has been so wanting to inspire. And the history in Toronto, you know... There's a, such a rich history, comic history, that I don't think a lot of Americans and people realize, you know, going all the way back to, like, uh, like Captain Canuck, which you've been getting involved with. You were doing some short stories for the reissues? Yeah, I did um, I, I did uh, a few pages in a recent Captain Canuck issue, and after the violent, I'll be working with Ed again on a Captain, like a classic Captain Canuck right. uh, issue. And um, what that is um, is that basically... They've taken there's Kalman Andrzejewski's current Captain Canuck incarnation, but Ed is writing stories that are explicitly the classic Captain Canuck character that's just having new adventures, and so they are separate from one another, as um, I understand it. And I'm doing one of those issues that focuses on um, his rogues gallery, the Sonic Squad. Okay, yeah. Um, and it's going to be a, like a fun slapstick, uh, you know, crime story. Right, right. Um, the cover for which I have like right here. Okay. That, that you can hear but can't see. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it sounds great, kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll be doing a bit of that. And um, as far as uh, you know, creators, it's something that gets remarked to me. 
um, upon when I do shows in, um, I was just in Seattle, and I had somebody at my table, and they asked where I was from, and when I said that I was from just like outside of Toronto, they were like, oh, a lot of Canadian guys at this show. And I think that, yeah, like occasionally it occurs to people just how many um, Canadian creators are in the industry. Mm-hmm. And But what that does for me personally is I realize like, just how um, dominant the American publishing industry is here in Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, I think our own, with like with Chapter House, you're seeing to it start to sprout. I think Chapter House mm-hmm. may be like the Definitely. start of something. Yeah. Um, they're certainly doing their best to um, to grow here within like our mm-hmm. country, um, and they've got like you know distribution in America as well. I mean, like I when I was in New York, I saw Pitiful Human Lizard on the stands at Midtown Comics. Which is crazy. Like, yeah, so that's, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's definitely really, really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that you know, when I see how, like, you know, the Americans are surprised there's so many creators, or Canadian creators, um, doing work there, but it also surprises me, like, how little... Uh, publishing output Canada has. Well, that's one thing I notice hardcore when I go to other cons all over the states is the difference in small publishing companies. We don't have many here. No. There's no. There's not really anybody trying to group things together and do like these indie publishing where there's places like Action Lab. They're getting pretty big. And Source Point Press out of Michigan. Like. Yeah. You know, there's these these groups of people trying to put these things together. Here, it seems to be a lot more. I don't want to say like uh, individualistic as far as like competitive, but there's just none of that. I you know other than Chapter House and yeah. maybe Alternative History, there's not many you know. Yeah, there's small presses, um, but yeah, no real. I I don't think that there's a Canadian equivalent to Action Lab, right. which is yeah. like you know yeah. a smaller. It's, it's like you know, it's a smaller publisher, um, mm-hmm. but it's out there. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, and it's sort of so it's an it's an avenue that uh, you have, but it, you know, that creators can go towards, but it's not something that we have here. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. We could use something like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it would like because even Action Lab, they notice. I mean, Anthony Ruckazer and the first hero, yeah, part of Action Lab. You know, at least we've got like a little Canadian content in there. In there, but I mean, I, I bring up Source Point Press. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I'm not. Uh, they do incredible work out of Michigan. Uh, just their whole lineup. They're kind of really horror centric based. Okay. But uh, they just they're just blowing up Michigan. And Ryan Stegman has helped them along a lot. Oh, okay. And kind of coached them through, and uh, you know, he's done things to, you know kind of just get them known a little more and they're just they're this group of like 10 15 creators who are always creating books together but never like the same two you know they kind of all hop around okay and they all just have unified under this source point press banner and they go to all their shows together so they don't get individual tables mm-hmm. they'll get one giant booth where they'll take all their creators to yeah and it's just you know it's just a unified party hmm. and they're just killing it and I'd love to see something like that here in Toronto you know it'd be it'd be a really cool thing so it'd be fun yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's for like me personally. Oh like, sure. I've, yeah. I've always been like the, you know there's a few of these um, uh, sketch groups where he, like uh, in the GTA that stick together and they've had like you know um, some success in doing that and you know I like admire like the fun of it and the camaraderie. At the same time, though, I've always felt more at ease, sort of doing my own thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I, but I, like more that's of a lone wolf, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah, if you want to get romantic about yeah. it, um, rogue artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I've, you know, it's, I, I see when I see people bending together, I think it's cool. But at the same time, like I think I um, 
too self-absorbed and self-centered <laughs> Sorry, to participate. Man, you know? But you do, though. At least you, you do lend a hand, like you do the covers for the anthologies, you know? That's that's being part of something, right? Oh, Even yeah. I mean, you're like not like, here's all my work, you take care of it. Sort oh, of thing, yeah, right? yeah. I'm not, so. not to say that I refuse to work with anybody. It's like <laughs> quite the opposite. I really yeah. like collaborating with people. Right, right. Um, well, it's cool, like like Raid, for instance. You uh-huh. know, the Raid studio is not... They're, they're not really a company. They're not really like a... You know, a publisher or anything like that. It's just these group of artists who got a space and wanted to support each other and hang out. And C two E two. I was at C two E two this year. Yeah. And uh, Reed Pop. I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who does the artist Sally for New York and Chicago. Yeah. Guy's a bloody genius. Mike know. Negan. Is that his name? That's his guy's name. a genius. This yeah, he's a nice fellow. Finest artist Sally's I've ever seen. It was immense. It was half the building. Yeah. You know, fifteen foot wide aisles, just and artists making money, just <laughs> hand over foot, and they lined all the raid guys up. So there's this one alley. It was just it was, it was Scott Hepburn and Manipal and Perez and just like like ten of them all lined up there and it was such a cool feeling to walk through there and be like totally like Canadian corner of like C2E2 yeah you know and uh, you know so they're kind of the same thing they're all doing their own thing but you know they just kind of leaned on each other a little you know what I mean yeah Mm -hmm. you know they've kind of have their own kind of branding you know what I mean like you recognize them from afar so they've been able to do that Mm -hmm. but um, yeah I've always felt like and I did some studio time there uh, oh, yeah? for, for a short while. Yeah, and they were all very nice and um, just, like, gave me some in, uh, incredible pointers as I worked on my stuff. Like, I actually really grew as an artist thanks to being around them. Um, and yeah, there, well, there are a group of guys you can see it. Like, I've been a fan of Scott Hepburn since his Star Wars days. That's how I came to know him. Oh, really? Yeah, every year at Fan Expo, I got one sketchbook, and I get him to do a Star Wars headshot every year. Yeah, Scott's just the best. And he's but his, his Drax is insane. Yeah. How far he's come... With what he's doing on Drax blows my mind. Yeah, like, I've been I've been following his stuff on Drax and like I like Scott a lot like as a as a person and as an artist and uh, everything I see of his I I really love. Right, right. Um, yeah. But yeah, like his stuff on Drax has been so much fun. It's just stellar. It's really really cool. Look at you go, man. This stuff's looking fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I can't tell you how many podcasts I've probably put out where all you hear in the background is just like little brush strokes or, pen, or all even all Skype artists. Huh. And uh, the worst is Sean Daly. You know Sean Daly? Uh, I know the name. Oh, you will know it very well soon enough. This Toronto artist, he, uh, it was about four years ago, he decided to quit music because he felt like drawing. Really? He never had drawn before. And now he's just absolutely tearing it up. Like, the guy's insane. He has a very distinct, like, watercolor style to him. Okay. But every time I talk to him, that's all you can hear. It's just heart stroke, like, pencil in the background. Like, <laughs> we're chatting over Skype or whatever. Right on. Yeah, it's good times. You're a Sheridan student, yeah? I did a year at Sheridan's Art Fundamentals. Right on. Um, and then I was trying to get into illustration. Um, but I was a terrible student. And um, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, like, I was a really bad student. and Typical artist. I guess so, but um, uh, so while I was there, I you know I, I initially went for the illustration program and didn't pass the portfolio review, and so I was accepted into Art Fundamentals, and that's kind of a portfolio builder. That's not really a prerequisite okay. for anything, but it's like a lot of people who take it are trying to build their portfolio to move on to animation or illustration. And so while I was there, I thought like, well, all I really have to do um, is just in like put together a killer portfolio and then ace this 
uh, interview the next, like, you know, next year. Yeah. And so I spent the majority of my time there just, like, you know, doing my own pieces. Like, I'd go to class and I'd learn a few things, but, like, I wouldn't hand in assignments and I didn't really participate. <laughs> I was just, so I put together this, like, pretty nice portfolio, did the thing, and um, uh, passed. Like, they accepted my portfolio. But my counselor looked at my, like, current grades, and so they called me in. They were like, you know, you passed this interview, but, I mean, your marks are horrible. <laughs> so, like, bring them up. Otherwise, we're not going to accept you. And I was, well, I didn't consider that at all, <laughs> that they might look at how terrible I was. And um, they were, you know, I was like, but it's not a prerequisite. It shouldn't matter. And they're like, oh, it totally matters. <laughs> it's like, you know, you've displayed how bad a student you are. And, like, you know. Anyway, long story short, um... Uh, I, long story short, I walked away from that, and uh, Did you get I something out of it though. You learn a little. Yeah, like I learned like a whole bunch of skills and stuff from Art Fundamentals, so it was like really valuable as like as an artist. It's definitely a skill set builder, um, so it has its value, absolutely. But um, as far as like getting a career in comics, there's no real program that. Uh, leads you into that. Right. It's right. very much like I've kind I'm of. I'm surprised Sheridan doesn't have something like that, like like comic books 101, like how to get into comics type stuff. At this point, I mean, um, I mean, such a legacy they have. I mean, Disney has been known to handpick out of that school, you know. Right. I mean, I mean, I couldn't say why. I'm if I had to guess why, I would say it's probably because, um, you know, with animation there are studios that hire people, um, and um, and they work for that studio, right? And so, as in terms of practical applications, that's a I think a, a, a more solid a prospect to get people in towards because mm-hmm. their animation program is renowned, mm-hmm. and they can like develop that relationship with studios. Um, whereas with comics, everybody's freelance, right? Right. Um, right. And so everybody's out on their own, and it's I think tougher to gear. Um, There's no one to kind of farm team to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so yeah, if you exactly. wanted to do, like, you know, if you wanted to co-op your students, who would you go to, really? Right, I mean, that's yeah, just, yeah. like, my best guess. But totally makes sense, though. Yeah, you make a very good point in that, so... But, um, I mean, cool. you know, having said that, I mean, it kind of suits my personality as well. So, I mean, when I decided I needed to get serious about pursuing it as a career, um, I just, you know, stopped what I was doing with my life and dove into it. Those are the ones who make it, man. I've talked to... Well, this is... It's going to be my 198th episode. So that's almost five years of hearing the same story. you got to give it. you got to just do it. you got to give it your life. You know? yeah. <laughs> There's no other way unless you're like just freakily the most talented artist on earth. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, in the time that I've been pursuing it, like, I've gone back to the workforce to work full-time jobs. Well, you got to eat, I'm sure. Yeah, and that's exactly <laughs> it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, I think it's important to... Um, you know, know when to dive in, but also know when to retreat a little bit. Um, right on. And which is like something that I've had to do. Balance and sort of thing. Balance and like pay bills and like I got a family to support. Well, yeah, you so got a, you got a congratulations. You got a brand new baby girl, by the way. Yeah. And a six-year-old on top of it. Oh, gee, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right so on, I mean, man. like I got a little brood that I have to feed. Right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, and it's I've been lucky to have a partner who's always been very supportive of what I do. But I mean, like. You know, like numbers are numbers and money is money, right? So, right, right. Um, it's you know knowing when when to pull back a bit and sure, doing sure. what you got to do, which I've which I've done. Um, well, kids will put that in perspective very quickly. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you know what you got to do. Yeah, and you know, you know for a but long. But then you know, as you grow as a parent, you find the ways to do what you need to do for yourself as well. For sure. Yeah, and for a lot of people, it's tough. I mean, it's tough for me still, um, and I'm now doing this full time. 
which is great. Uh, I mean, that's an achievement in and of itself, but mm-hmm. I now have to find... I'm still trying to find ways to make this balance work, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And um, it's, a, it's a daily struggle, you know? Always learning. Always learning. Like Is the boy showing any artistic prowess yet? Well, I got two girls. Oh, two girls. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. And the six-year-old, yeah, she likes to draw. I mean, I don't tell her what to do or anything. Like, I want her to discover art for mm-hmm. herself and to do what she wants to do. But no doubt she sees me drawing and uh, takes something away from that, I would guess. But... Um, you know she likes she likes to draw, but she does it for herself at this point. Right, right. That's, that's the way awesome. I want to keep it for the time being. Yeah, you, you let them develop naturally. And yeah, exactly. Sure. And my kids, are, my kids a freak for drawing. Like it's all like I drew, you know, growing up, but it wasn't my number one passion. I never kept with it. But right. This kid is just n- nothing but drawing superheroes all the time, all day long. Getting in trouble in kindergarten because he won't do anything but draw superheroes. Uh, so I'm kind of like, okay, you know, you got to know what to do when. But I'm so proud that he's just given her like he just even though he's only five he's working on it like yeah <laughs> like he's like, so passionate about it yeah that's yeah. definitely inspiring it's fun stuff you know um adam yes. gorm thank you so much oh for not chatting with me i hope we chat more in the future i'm Certainly. sure i'll see you around the way uh the violent number four just came out just came out and number five should be out within a month or two i would guess all right uh, one of the names one of the names to know of the GTA comic creating community kids Mr. Adam Gorham thank you sir no problem